I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me oh my, I have enjoyed that. Me oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me oh my, I have enjoyed that. Kia Tefano, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this go around, I'm sitting down with a Wellingtonian, someone I know relatively well from our days probably going up against each other at school and probably more so in, in, in the club scene where he dominated me for a number of years and has kicked on to <laughs> bigger and better things that been the brass slogan henry uh first of all because just want to <laughs> thank you very much for your time and how things are at in your world yeah, nah kilda thanks for having me on nah it's been good i don't know about the carving up but i think we're pretty much the same at that level <laughs> always had me on my toes so it's very humbling, bro, but I was probably more so touching on my days at Avalon where we got a bit of a towel up in most bouts between yeah. you boys, but I think I I think I might have got the one win over you boys when I ended up going over the hill to Wainui. So, yeah, um, yeah. That one. yeah not all else, <laughs> but life update, yeah. bro. Obviously, like, parked up back in Wellington after venturing yeah. off, which we'll crack into, but, yeah, I mean, you, you've, yeah. you've had a hell of a start to 2022, and... Yeah, can you give us an update as to where things are at? Are you, are you still in the mix with the Hurricanes boys? Yeah, so it's been a, a big eight months after, you know, from last year getting the call to or signing the contract for one or two. There was a huge highlight for me, you know, finally being able to get into that prof- professional rugby scene. And yeah, it's been a, a big old roller coaster with everything's been happening and it's been on the go and like non-stop of footy. It's been, it's been crazy, you know. Then getting the phone call to come in from um, Jason Holland when I was actually playing golf in one or two on, with some of the um, the one or two boys. Yeah, got a phone call. I think I was on hole ten, <laughs> as as I can remember, hole ten playing, and then I got a phone call from Jason saying, "Oh, hey mate, would you like to come in for preseason?" And I was like, "Oh, definitely, mate. I'm never going to say no to that." So I uh, had a week in December, I think it was, and we trained. For a week, a little bit of a preseason hit before next year when we started on six of Jan. So it's just been, it's been crazy with all the rugby and just and even with all the COVID happening in the teams and it's just been everywhere. Like you got to stay ready. You don't know when you're going to come into another team or if you're going to be in and out this week and back in the other week. So it's been it's been nuts. But I've been out of out of the Hurricanes for about a month now, maybe maybe a little bit more ever since TJ got um, came back after that injury in Queenstown mm-hmm. he's once he was back up and running after the debut now I'm back at home in Wellies back with the partners and living there with her and then just back to club footy we've gone five from five in the club season so far which is good but that's pretty much me at this moment right now yeah <laughs> I mean, it must be a, a little bit weird to be involved in that environment in the capacity that you did, having been what yeah. sort of like an injury cover. And no doubt you would have enjoyed the experience of like getting your debut and getting the meat pie, yeah. which we'll get to later later in the yarn, bro. But I guess like for you now, knowing that you're sort of still in the mix with that group, like how how has that changed life for you in comparison to 12 months ago where... Not to say that you weren't staying on your toes, but I guess like yeah. now you have to probably be conscious of not sinking too many yeah. beers after all those wins and maybe getting, you know, your Definitely. extras in. So yeah, like how you how how are you balancing all that stuff? Yeah, so ever since I left so yeah, last year, if I go back to last year, I was full time working and then training and trying to put the extras in there, but I was I moved to Palmy and I think it was January, February, about February, May, around this time, uh, head up to Manamatu for the year. So I was working full-time and training in, in the academy environment, like in Wellington here. But yeah, that's that was what I was doing now. But yeah, got to stay got to stay ready pretty much. Yeah, got to watch what I eat still. And, you know, it's, it gets to those days when it's cold and because I'm currently working, helping out my brother with his, um, his business of um, being an electrician. So when you get those cold days, you just look past that bakery and he's driving past <laughs> and he goes in and gets it and you're stuck with bloody rice on beans and salmon and you're like, oh, I don't want this. And, you know, you can't heat this up. But, yeah, I just, I got to stay ready. Like when I, the last phone call with um, Alfie, he was, he was just saying, doesn't want to be like too controlling on like, 
I don't want you to do this and that, but you just got to stay ready. And like anything can happen, any injury. So I've got to stay, stay fit, stay strong and ready to go just in case that opportunity pops up again and being straight back into that environment. But it's, it's good because I finally, with, the, uh, with working with my brother, it's kind of opened up for me to, he doesn't start till about 8.30. So I can have the morning to like either go to the gym and bang it out the way and not have to get up early at like five o'clock in the morning. I can just stroll in at like maybe seven o'clock or 6.30 and quickly punch out a workout rather than coming home from work. And, you know, when you get back home, you, you get real tired and you're like, oh, should I go? You're getting second guessing, and then you, you you don't go to the gym, and then you wake up in the morning thinking, "Oh, missed a gym workout." You know, I, I better catch up, and then it's all yeah, pretty much catch up from there. But yeah, just staying staying ready because any opportunity, even with other teams, there's um, always injuries like with um, the Blues or Crusaders, Chiefs, and Moana. There's always those teams that if a halfback does go down, they're always searching. Since I'm not really officially contracted to anyone but i'm just on that injury replacement kind of gig so i could just yeah so i could get picked up by anyone really in new zealand so it's quite it's quite scary i could be here one day and then next day i could be on a plane somewhere else or driving just down the road again (laughs) the joys of being a professional athlete bro but yeah with all those sacrifices obviously come the good times but what about from a confidence perspective? I mean, no doubt you've played an influential part in how well Petonia started their season, but being involved with that environment towards the back end of last year with Manawa 2 and then being involved with the Hurricanes this year, has the game yeah. slowed down for you at all? Or do, like, do, you, do you just feel more assured of yourself? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely slowing down a lot. I actually got told to slow down a bit um, on some games because I was there ready and my team wasn't ready kind of things because when you're in that level the other level with one or two and and then the cage you're you're just got to get there and get the ball out and momentum's pretty much going to win it and if you're not there then it's just another second they're ready to get set on D so getting that transition from professional to club footy is <laughs> a change but my confidence has gone up so much more than what it was last year. And I actually still get nervous, more nervous playing club footy than um, actually playing for one or two or the Canes. Like when I debuted for the Canes, I was smile on my face. I wasn't, I had no butterflies, nothing at all. And then even from starting last year playing club footy, I was nervous as and couldn't really get to my full potential. And then, from this side of of the year and then playing cup footy it's i still get that those nerves and you know they just don't go away it's weird i think i have that um kind of feeling that you have to try to do everything but you don't have to like when i was came all i didn't need to do is pass the ball and everyone was already there i didn't really need to talk as much to get them in there but from club you have to like make sure they're there and try to bark them waters and yeah i think that i just try to put too much on myself if I'm playing club footy compared to professional, but it's all it's all getting better now. Like the last couple of games pretty much felt like I've been back at the Canes and just been real calm and well, we're getting better in, in the club, but yeah, that kind of confidence and transition definitely varies, but I feel like I've got way more time than when I was last year playing club footy to now. I've got so much time and then even with the Canes and just learning little things off like Aaron Smith came in for two weeks, a month or two, and we had Jamie Booth there too. He was bloody overloading me with heaps of information on what to do and what to see on D and attack. And then going in with the Canes and you have all the other halfbacks, like Juddy, who's played in heaps of games. And then you've got TJ, who's well-experienced. And then Cam Warrigard and all those boys that just fill you with all this info. And then when you actually sit down and watch a video and see how it all rolls, you just know, oh, you can see that's what to look at and yeah it just makes your confidence so much better so you're so relaxed and calm and then picking your opportunities and yeah it's just a huge booster from going from club 40 and then boosting up to one or two and then taking the next step to um super level and then imagine the buddy imagine the all blacks and the moldy all blacks it just gets you just start being a wizard like aaron smith you know everything you already know where everything's happening 
yeah, it's kind of like it's a sidekick. He knows what's going to happen by the time he gets to the ruck, and it's just holy hell. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely yeah levels to it. The the higher and higher you go, bro. But but taking it back to day dot with you though, you've you've yeah. had yeah an unconventional path to get the opportunity to play Super Rugby, my man. So yeah, why don't you take yeah. us back to a young Logan Henry? Where'd you grow up, and who got you into football? Yeah, so a young me would be Tony was my club. So I'd always go there, always from nursery all the way to under 13s. And then when I finished school, went straight there too. But you know, I remember it used to be a, a sawdust pit and um, back in nursery grade and running around like the, some of your boys and Silsham like Leicester and Nick Mannix, played with all those boys all the way through. And then to still play with a few boys like Leicester at the moment. And then you've got Jared Adams that's come through. and But yeah, that's... That's pretty much where my heart is at club footy. But uh, my old man actually got me into it. He's actually a rugby league man. He um, mm. played for the Upper Tigers. And I remember at school when I was year, I think I was year eight, maybe year nine. And I played league and union at the same time. So I had on Monday, Wednesdays, I had league training in Upper Hutt at Fokatuki Street. And then Tuesday, Thursday, training at school. And then I'll play rugby on Saturday and then league on Sunday. So my only day off was Friday. But I was just that young, keen boy that always wanted to try new things and always wanted to play any sports. Like I played touch and a bit of volleyball at school and you name it. I was always on, into it. But yeah, the old man got me into it. And that's what, how I really got my, my footy footy there and my parents would always follow follow me to every game and try to watch all three of us play which is quite tough but now with um Petone this year we've actually all my brothers all playing in prems level now so it's quite good now we can they can all watch all of us at the same time but other than that went to school up in um, Hutt International Boys School played versus Dean for about maybe three and a half years for them and yeah actually got asked to go to Silverstream and Year 10. <laughs> so I was like, oh, come play. Um, I think it was first 15. They told me to come play, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I would rather play three years and first 15 with hips with all my mates than maybe play one or two seasons with Silverstream. So that was a that was a tough decision. I actually haven't told many people about it. Like even my mates haven't really told them that I actually got asked and I was about to move to Silverstream. <laughs> so... Yeah, did all my years there in, in Hibs and then straight out of school, played Prem Reserves for Petoni. And then I went in 2018, went to Rotorua, tried to uh, make it for Bay of Plenty. There's an opportunity up there and I went up there and played for my family club, Rotiti. And there's ended up playing uh, development. Uh, Bay of Plenty Development and kind of the wild squad up there so didn't really get a crack and then came back and then played two two years for Petoni after that the Prems and then that's when I was trying to fight to get a contract into into Wellington or get a sniff ended up playing development and then that's when I decided to get an agent and then he sussed me out this uh, said to one or two that there's an opportunity there so in order for that, I had to make a tough decision to move up there for a year and um, try crack that. So that's pretty much been my my story ever since I was little, growing up to where I am now. That's the roller coaster I've been riding on. It's all all been footy, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing mm. <laughs> all my life. Yeah, bro. A few dips and weaves yeah. uh, in terms of your career going off to different places to try and get opportunities but touching on rugby at Hibs they aren't one of the powerhouses like <laughs> your streams or your coals your romatizer your St. Pat's towns so and, 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 and I know that you touched on there was a point where there was maybe the opportunity for you to go to stream but you ended up yeah. turning it down and and sticking it out uh, yeah, with, with your boys at Hibs but Knowing that the player that you are and, and were at the time, you know, with us being a similar age, do you yeah. think that having gone to a smaller school that you missed out on some of the opportunities that maybe you would have been afforded had you gone to a bigger school? Like just, just in retrospect, I, I know that yeah. there's, there's more 
to life than just rugby. But I know that, yeah. especially nowadays with the way that the game's going, it's almost like you need to go to a big school to crack it. Yeah, yeah. I actually had thought about that quite a bit as I left school and then wanted to try crack it really when I was kept missing out on teams. And if you wanted to crack it now, I think you had to go to those schools that have that TV time and like that gets you out there you pay other other clubs or other schools sorry in different regions and you travel a lot so you, there's people always watching but yeah it was always in the back of my head thinking oh I could, if i went there i could probably i might have popped off a bit earlier than how long it took now maybe four years to take now to finally crack it, it might have been a bit earlier if i did go to um yeah a school like stream or Cole or one of those big teams so no, it was, it was always in the back of my head, like going to a good school and a good sports school because when I first played first 16, I think that's when they finally made Prem 1. So they had been always playing Prem 2. So I didn't really think of it at the time. I was just there playing rugby, you know, with all my mates playing under 55s and 65s and didn't really think of it at the time. But when they made that Prem um, 1 rugby, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I could play three years in Prem 1 rugby if we keep winning and making those top eight teams so yeah I think if you did have um did went to a uh really good sports school like stream I think you probably would get noticed more than if you went to a smaller school like Hibs Mm -hmm. yeah 100% bro because what was the story with you once you'd left school were you in the Wellington Academy yes I didn't I it was my last year at school I was in that academy but then the year after that I was in I was in nothing I was just just a, uh, a lonesome, just went to Tony's just to play rugby and just had, try have a crack. I think, yeah, I made that Wellington 18s that played in that Jock Hobbs um, side. And then after that, I this, I think when I made that decision that year when I left school um, to go to Bay of Plenty and try crack it up there because I've got family up there that um, are in oh, kind of in the scene up there and in the club scene and just saying, oh, I've got a my nephew coming up and he's this and that had to put a cv together to to show them and they're like oh yep bring them up there's there's an opportunity here there's a, we've only signed two halfbacks so i thought oh yep take it while i could so that's how i yeah that's what happened after school i didn't really make any academy and stay into it like the other boys because it yeah it, it i mean there's a whole lot of different stuff that goes into trying to crack the lines um i think yeah. you both know how political stuff can get yeah. um we, 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 we won't touch on that bro um yeah more so for your sake than mine but it's almost like if you miss out on an academy or if, if you don't play first of then at school i mean that's one thing but yeah. then if you miss out on an academy after school it's almost like they don't even look at you yeah if they don't have yeah if they don't make that academy i think it's trying to even crack that um that, that Jock Hobbs now, I think that under-19s mm. is really, really taken off for those boys that, I, I guess, don't make academy because <laughs> they're not going to have every position for academy in there, I don't think. Or they might just have one of each. But, yeah, you've got to have actually more than um, probably 25 players to to get into that Jock Hobbs team with all the injuries. But I think young boys nowadays are trying to get agents that um, sort, that sort it out for them. I think some people, even their dads can do it or whoever can be your agent to just reach out to other clubs and like I know there's a month or two last year a month or two there's a young boy I think he came up from Christchurch and he was only 18 and they just seen him through academy and through other development teams or under 18s or something so they brought him up so there's yeah if you're in that kind of area and or keep making teams I think boys are just getting agents and letting them do the work yeah, I guess that's the beauty with having a lot of stuff online now way and, and with the video recordings that a lot of teams are doing, not only yeah. for their own reviews, but for the boys to take out and put together their own CVs. So that way, if they aren't in those sorts of groups, yeah. like when it comes to academies, there's still the possibility of them eventually getting a crack. Um, probably not yeah. too dissimilar to you, bro. But you touch on the fact that you went up to the Bay of Plenty and had some family ties and ended up you know, working out, getting a club gig together and you got close... Yeah to being as part of that Bay of Plenty setup, but why did you pack it in after only the one year after sort of being, you know, a part of the development side? Was there no real looking or yeah, what was the go? Yeah, that they, yeah they ended up signing someone else. So then they were signed for two years. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to 
wait around for another two years just to play development and you know still had yeah had the old um homesick you know even though I'm living with uh, my uncle and that you still get homesick but yeah I think I just there was the one opportunity to try crack it there and I just missed it I think but yeah that's that's the reason why I came only had the one year stint and just came back home after that and then thought oh yeah there's a crack and just keep missing out by the players that keep just keep coming in when you came back in 2017 what was it you, you'd spent four years or yeah so last year left the Manawa two so that was 2021 you come back yeah. 2017 and I mean over the course of that period you know with me also playing club rugby I mean your name was always yeah. mentioned in, in a lot of the write-ups bro and you were one of the, <laughs> the, the the top point scorers you know with, you know with being a goal kicker and whatnot but yeah yeah I mean like what was like was there ever any talk about you coming close to getting involved with the Lions I mean because especially with playing development yeah. like from what I've heard not that I've played at that level bro that yeah they, they play similar structures in the case that yeah guys need to be called up so yeah what what was the go you know over that period of time before you eventually shot up to Palmy yeah so when I the year I went up to the year before I went up to Palmy I got called in for a week with the Lions and and I was thinking, oh yeah, here we go. We're finally getting like a little bit of a little bit of a nudge in there, and then just it was just nothing after that. And I just, you know, got over just always making that same team and getting told the same stuff each year on what to work on, which I continually like work on when I'm training. And then yeah, just always missing out, and they just other people coming in and from other places going for trying to crack for that same role. And yeah, it was just hard to get it. And then I just, I just got over it, you know, and then people were telling me like, I think you should, you should leave and try another opportunity. That might be a bit better for you. Just go somewhere and just try it. And I said, Oh, I've already tried it. You know, I went to Bay of Plain, it didn't happen, but they just said, Oh, you're, you're young then. So you just started to play, you know, some good footy over the few years and, with my goal kicking kind of helped out, but it helped out a bit. And then, yeah, just heaps of people saying, oh, you got to leave. And I was just saying, no, no, they're telling me I'm doing well. And even my club coaches are telling me this and that. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just keep staying. I'm, I'm just going to stay for one more year. And then the next year comes and I say the same thing. Oh, I'll stay for one more year. It might be this one. And then, yeah, I just got to the point. I was like, oh, I need to actually think of myself and, you know, I keep each year goes on. I'm getting older and older, and and the chances of trying to crack professional gets harder and harder. So, when I finally got an agent and really talked to him about what I wanted, it just went off. He had asked pretty much any every NPC team, and uh, I think four teams came back and saying, "Oh, yeah, we could possibly have him here." And I just looked at the one that was closest and the one that came back the first, which was one or two. So it's closer to home for me. I can, you know, travel back if I wanted to from home. It's only an hour, hour and a half away. And plus they, they came back for us there and they were more keen when I um, talked to them. And then I went and seen them and they were, they, sat, they just pretty much sold it to me and saying that there's a huge hole here. You know, Jamie Booth is injured. He's he's gone for the whole year, did his knee again, and they've only got Aaron Smith at the moment. So I was thinking to myself, oh, this is huge. I've got to take this. I'm not going to worry about anyone else or Wellington if they say they want back one more year and you, you'll have a real opportunity now. So-and-so is leaving, and I just I had to shut it all out. And after talking talking to my partner and parents all about it, and they were just like, yep, you've got to go. That's that's the, probably the, your best opportunity to really take it to that next level and yeah that's pretty much how it all paid off and all the you know long nights and having to train in the morning for academy and high performance and one or two and then working after that and having those countless long hours of critiquing my passing technique and box kicks and going in with coaches and doing extra work and it's just all crap because I knew that's probably was my last year before I possibly even look to look overseas and try find somewhere else because I'm lucky enough that I've got my British passport for my mum. So there's a ticket over there if I'm, I really wanted to make it. But now, since I got that foot in the door with one or two for another year and obviously being in with the Canes and make my debut, it's just made my 
thinking I'm gonna you know go a bit harder this year and try crack for that super level now so and look for that contract so that's pretty much how it all went and yeah how it's all going obviously a bit of a a, a crazy turn of events as to like um what <clears throat> opportunities can lay ahead when you look to venture outside of your home yeah. region, brother. but touching on Palmerston North and Manawatu bro what was the go once yeah. you got there and what was the deal that you were on like were you guaranteed Bunnings NPC or yeah so I what first oh, as soon as club footy finished uh we got into the kind of the wider squad training like you have it here in Wellington and we have a few preseason games really where you had to kind of show what you got and there's a few boys in there um in the mix that were also like me trying to crack it that were either from here or out of town that um pretty much was like me got asked to come in and there's an opportunity there so we had a few preseason games and trainings like that that we had um for them but i was actually the last person to get signed from one or two so they were kind of waiting on jamie booth because he was a bit touch and go on whether he would um play because he was coming back from injury and he had um his knee was still quite buggered i remember playing him uh, i think it was like a the last round game we had them and it was the first game back and he's like holy hell this is buddy a gut buster and he was blowing up but he always had that thought in, in the back of his head about his his knee and that so i was just waiting for a decision on if he's going to play or not and he had to say to the team that he he couldn't um he couldn't uh, play this year. He had to he had another surgery halfway through the season. So that's when I got the phone call of getting into the mix of that and absolutely wrapped. And yeah, that's pretty much how I how I got into that team. And I was fully signed and came in for the third day. And that's when pretty much I was in there full time and work up their new. I already said to them at the start if I called or if I had to sign this contract for one or two that day that I signed is, is my last day of work so I think it was on a Thursday or Friday <laughs> ended up halfway through lunch and then they said we're going to sign you up so it's a bugger off down halfway through work and go down and sign the papers and talk to my agent make sure all the paperwork was all right and then head back up and then that was home time for me and <laughs> went back to the yard and we all had fish and chips and a few beers with all the workers down there, buddy, one or two drainage. So yeah, and then the next day in I was in full time, which was which I was absolutely wrapped and that's pretty much how I how it was. I was I wasn't a part time or just in for a few weeks, I was in for the whole season. So then that all paid off all that hard work I put into and all that change really. And, and I guess for a guy like yourself who had an unconventional path to getting, you know, an opportunity, I mean, like you yeah. hadn't even played at that point. It was more so the fact that, okay, Manawatu's backing me and now is, you know, my my chance to to, to show yeah. what I'm capable of at this level, bro. So, yeah, yeah, I guess like, yeah, what was going through your head, like having spent all that time in Wellington, just like busting your ass trying to get that crack with yeah. the Lions, not quite getting it. And then, you know, to have to move away from home, because no, you know, no doubt, you, I mean, you talked about the fact that when you're in the Bay that you were somewhat homesick yeah. and, you know, and, and even with moving to Palmy, you know, it could have been the exact same case as, as being in Rotorua, you know, like not being sure yeah. right up until the end about whether or not you're going to get a crack. So, yeah. yeah, like who was the first person that, you, I mean, obviously you talked with the agent, but did you call your parents and was there you know, tear shit or do you not get like that, bro? I don't know. I'm just thinking about, yeah. you know, this like with, with guys like you. Who, side of it. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just getting it, you know, at, at your age, bro. Because like you said, you were getting mm. to the point where it's like, it's now or never. Yeah, I yeah, I know my parents hate this, but I, I told my partner first <laughs> and she was absolutely wrapped, you know, <laughs> at that time as 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 a huge, because with moving, um my partner, she um, broke her femur and shattered it in nine places a month and a bit before I actually left. So it was like a huge decision on moving. You know, she did it in December and I was ready to head up there in February. So it was such a hard thing to like move away from because 
obviously the struggle for her of like getting out of bed and someone to take care of her like all the time it was, uh, it was, it was such a tough time and like to get the okay from her to say yeah I'll you can go up there I'll be all right you know she had a feeling that you know you're gonna you're gonna make this team and that kind of shot into me like as a drive as a, like a why I'm really going for this opportunity so that's pretty much why I told her first because she needed to know all that huge sacrifice from leaving her and all that actually paid off but uh yeah exactly the same with my parents they were absolutely stoked mum was in tears and dad couldn't but he stopped chahooing and he just wanted to tell that tell the whole world how but he proud he was and how i trained him up as a young boy and now <laughs> look where he is. <laughs> but yeah they they were stoked like all my family family and friends i had messages from like the young under 10s and and stuff like coaches were messaging me how wrapped they were and you know I, I don't really get too emotional with that stuff i just kind of feel relieved like it's taken this long and to finally give it a nudge and cracked it kind of thing so that's uh oh, that's pretty i was absolutely uh, yeah i couldn't say anything like when the coach was telling me i was just like I made it and he's telling me all this stuff and he's like, you're there. I was like, I just couldn't, didn't know what to do. (laughs) So I was all over the show, but yeah, it was, it was a tough times that, you know, during those um, playing club up there and like leaving my partner down here too. So as the one thing I had to do was that I never thought to do. And like when I was here in Wellington trying to crack the um, uh, lines or yeah, lines in that was to make a planner like a day-by-day planner is the one that set me up I never thought of it people say I'll try a planner and trying to stick to it and write your goals up and I was just back in those younger days then one year out the other year I never thought of it but when I went up to Palmy and like thinking oh I need to set some goals and you know this is the final opportunity and to like I had had all my goals written up on the board and to like tick them off like one by one as the season got to a close for club rugby and I remember at the bottom of my goal was highlighted was to get that Manawatu two contract so I remember straight after that phone call went to my whiteboard that was on the wall and just you know gave it a big tick and then thinking holy like a plan actually helps a lot to go and drive for your goals that you have and you know just uh, like I was looking at my uh, whiteboard and with my two-over riding and thinking like holy hell it worked like <laughs> all these goals and planners work and all the trainings like I never put in not even write my own hours down on my diary and can write on this whiteboard all this like what I'm going to do on my days off like go to the pool and recover or go down to the park and do some box kicks and stuff like that never thought of it back in the days like back in Wellington but yeah just all that emotional stuff around all that planning and you know sacrifices and getting the phone call it just yeah it was huge like a huge relief and I felt like a huge weight off my shoulders but still had a door back you know after working and stuff like that but (laughs) yeah it was was good it was a good time that time yeah bro definitely a, a phone call you'll never forget my man um, and, and you talk about being in a bit of disarray, you know, obviously receiving the news and zoning out and whatnot. But, you know, as for your performances on the field for Manawatu, I mean, like you must have done a hell of a job once you got into camp with the boys because you were starting round one. You know, that's yeah. Yeah, exactly. bro. I mean, that, that that's huge for a guy who has no experience at that, at that yeah. level. Um, so yeah, can can you talk us through what happened after getting that phone call? And like you said, yeah, you had fish and chips and a couple of beers with the boys, but then you're in full time. And then yeah, how did how did yeah. things tick over to where you were starting round one? And then I mean, yeah. I know that Aaron yeah. eventually ended up coming into the mix, but yeah, yeah. mate, you like you 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 took to Bunnings NPC like a duck to water. Yeah, I was, yeah, I actually didn't even have the the thought of you know gonna be starting i'm thinking oh yeah i'll just like slowly progress in the you know in the last half that to be signed and you know i just thought oh yeah i gotta step it up a level i gotta make my trainings even more more worth it and like after while everyone's gone putting in that extra extra work and passing drills and things that i've learned over over the time being in there and finding new coaches that will help me get through but yeah when they had a little clip they like to do little clips of um 
like last year's games against whatever team they play and then they put the, the front row up and they have more clips it's kind of like a hype kind of video and then yeah I was getting closer and closer I keep looking at the screen and then I boom and it's just me starting nine I'm thinking what the? I had to like look at it again and you know all the boys came over and like congratulated me and of course it was um Brett Cameron's uh first debut for the month or two as well so you know to link up with him was pretty special and we had such a good team too so I was just like whoa it's like another phone call and just looking at it like feeling speechless like yeah it was a just yeah lost for words and obviously rang the partner first again and told her oh look I'm I'm gonna be starting and she was like no you're not no you're not and I was hit them and the team came up and it just everyone's like holy hell you're straight in there and training and now you're starting for them and I was just like whoa and then even just to have it close to home and all my family and friends came up and it was just a huge occasion and I just yeah loved every minute of it and then after that then it kept starting and getting that number nine role and then like you said Aaron Smith came in and it just took it to a whole another level you know he came in I'm thinking oh he's gonna He's going to start and it'll be between me or Griff who's going to um, be coming off the bench. But as soon as Aaron came in, he he just came straight up to me and was like, bro, you want to do some drills and stuff like that? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do some drills. And it just me and him just clicked off and it was bloody unreal how much you learn off a, a All Black and you just try, as soon as he comes in, you just gel him. And I was thinking, oh, I'll just leave him to it. He's like first day in and he just approached me and bloody put all this stuff onto me and like filling my knowledge up with rugby and I'm thinking holy he's a smart man and no wonder he's he's a wizard on the field and knows where everything is so that's pretty much how that all happened (laughs) because I I guess it it must be weird to have a player at that level I guess one come in come back into the environment and then you know especially with him playing your position being like oh okay yeah I've sort of got to let him have a rite of passage But then for him to, I guess, be down to earth enough to approach you mm. and make you feel comfortable to have that interaction with him and almost yeah. welcome the questions, yeah, probably speaks to his manner and you know yeah. the reason why he's been an All Black for as long as he has, bro. But outside of like the rugby knowledge and stuff like that, I mean, what what else did you sort of pick up off of him, like just you know being a professional athlete now? Uh, I I. I didn't really spend that much time other than rugby with him, but I remember when he, I think I was on the second second day, or second night, I went home after training and I got this message from him. I was like, what the hell? And, and he messaged me, oh, he came for dinner. I was like, oh, yeah, bro. I already had dinner, but I'll have seconds. But <laughs> you know? like, oh, yeah, I'll come have sushi with you. And yeah, we ended up going there and then the likes of Nehi was there and Brett Cameron and I'm sitting at this table and thinking, I'm I'm surrounded by all blacks here and I'm thinking, holy, why isn't anyone else here? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to message, you know, halfback to another halfback. And I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. But other than that, he's just everything, like I messaged him about footy, about like on the game on the weekend and even like how you look at rugby stuff. He just replied straight away and, on things to look at as a nine because he was a, I think he was the defense captain for All Blacks. Mm-hmm. So I just glued to him, glued to him on uh, on the defense, and he just uh, told me so much that I've never even thought of. And yeah, just to have him there, thinking, holy, I'm pretty much with the world's best halfback, and he's telling me all this stuff, and I'm just writing it in my notebook and all these drills. He just comes up with everything. He's got a pretty much an answer for every question you ask about footy and he just got it he's like oh why don't you try this i was like oh never, never really thought of that and he's like, oh do this drill to do this i was like oh just my book just got bigger and bigger and all these drills and i'm thinking holy so just to have him there is just amazing and like to even to give it to other players in a certain position as me to enhance their rugby and help them out like being able to help the Tony with our defense and making it better week by week and boys are starting to click on to what to do and stuff like that. And they come up to me for like questions and I actually got the answers from just being with Nug the whole time, just gluing to him. And yeah, even when I made my debut, I buddy up against him and I was thinking, 
I mean, I'd seen the team list out and it was him uh, uh, coming off the bench. I was like, holy, I'm going to face him now. And yeah, I remember him chatting to me, trying to throw me off my game at the, the first scrum. And yeah, and then I remember after scoring the try and he just started shaking his head. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell, not my fault. It was just open. I was just there. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was awesome having him in there. I knew the coach came up and said to me, I was like, oh, Aaron Smith's going to be in for a couple of weeks. He's not going with the All Blacks. Um, he's trying to make it as not trying to say as nice as possible. Like, oh, he's he might be starting this week. And I just said to him, mate, it's it's Aaron Smith. You got the world's best pass back. I'm not going to say anything. I already know what's happening. I'm just going to work my ass off to try and make that 21 jersey. <laughs> so, yeah, it was awesome having him in there. Yeah, bro. I was real, I was fortunate enough to to have a chat to him last year, and yeah, he's just he just has a wealth yeah, of yeah. knowledge. Uh, yeah, I real on to a guy, and I mean, yeah, that what is he? I think he's like the most capped Highlander, played a hundred games for yeah. the Warhawks, bro. Yeah, so me, me being able to talk to him through a screen, bro, like that, I, I thought that was yeah. pretty special. Let alone being able to, you know, talk to him face to face and yeah. have him invite <laughs> invite you up for dinner, bro. Yeah, bro, that would have been um crazy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just you know, again, touching back on where you'd come from, you know, like you think about where you were yeah. probably six months earlier or a year earlier you know yeah. i don't know you're you're rubbing <laughs> shoulders with jared adams and the batoni club yeah. room, um whereas now yeah, you're, no. you're having sushi with him and here bro but yeah. again that's the the beauty of footy and, and the opportunities that that come your your way when you take them my man but as you touched on like you you had a decent crack with the one two boys in and around yeah. aaron you know getting decent game time and Unfortunately, your season came to an end against Otago in the semi-finals. Yeah. But I mean, for you personally, you know, you must have taken a lot of confidence out of how much game time you got, and again, like I touched on, how how well you played, con- considering your lack of experience. Yeah. But what was sort of the movements from there? You know, having played the way that you did, did you think that you might have a sniff with a Super Rugby team? And yeah, like I know you mentioned the fact that the Hurricanes ended up giving you a call to come in for pre-season, but yeah, what was the go between, I guess, the end of the season and what, like October to, yeah, Christmas time? Yeah, um, I do. As, yeah, as I started getting closer to the, the end of the season, I, yeah, started thinking, oh, is there anything like any super like um, teams out there that are looking? Like, what's, what's happening around that kind of area? And he was just saying, just each weekend, he was missing me, just keep going harder and harder. Like, things will come and like, I actually got the phone call from him first saying, I think the Canes want you. I think you might be getting a phone call soon. So stay by your phone. So, yeah, I just took each game, buddy, trying to be the best that I can be and for the team too, you know, because I never thought of playing super level or getting into a super team. But as soon as I got that phone call, it just, I just saying, oh, it's a, yeah, talking to other boys and who have played and they're saying, oh, it's it's a lot different, you know. It's a bit faster, and it's not the, the some players aren't as big as what they are in NPC. So I, I immediately thought, oh, I need to run some hills. I need to get fit as. I need to drop my skinnies down. I need to do this and that and get a bit stronger and faster. And yeah, that's pretty much what we worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that we've touched on quite a bit, you know the you getting your game for the Hurricanes after initially going down with the boys to Queenstown and thinking that, oh, yeah, this is me. Yeah. Preseason was cool, but now it's back to reality. But then you ended up staying a little bit longer and then yeah. bang, you're in with a game with, I think it was Jamie that pulled out at the last minute, bro. But having <laughs> got that experience and actually getting on the field and like you said, like maybe not being too overwhelmed by the occasion – you know, it must have yep. left you hungry for more. And like you said, you've had to stay on your toes and, and watch what you eat and yep. not visit the bakery like your brother does. So, <laughs> yeah, like having signed that contract with Manawatu and knowing that you have that security there for the end of the year, you know, what are your goals moving forward, bro? Um, yeah, my goal probably at the end of this year is to get that super contract. Um, yeah, if I don't get there, then it's another look and go back one more step and try get another year with the um, one or two or any other franchise that wants me. But that's pretty much my main goal this year is to get that super contract. You know, it's just after having a little sniff of it and then getting out of that team and 
I remember going to their first home game back. I think they were facing, um, I think it was Moana, they, their first home, or, or Chiefs. They faced Chiefs at home. And I remember sitting in the sands and I was watching and I was thinking, oh, oh that's just, I just want this so bad. I want to get back out on that field, back in that environment. And that just, it just gave me another lift and another drive to, to back to where I was uh, last year playing club in Palmy just to nut down on getting fitter, staying fitter and getting working on those little one percenters just drove me like made me way more hungry than I was before after being in the stands and watching the Hurricanes play and just made me want to be back out there and back in that environment with out there with the team looking at the crowd it was a huge crowd and thinking oh this would be awesome having an, another home game being out there and the, the black and yellow jersey but yeah that's that's another that's my main priority at the moment I just have a, a real good NPC level uh NPC games and keep playing consistent rugby in that level and hopefully that dream of signing that a super contract hopefully comes at the tail end of that um NPC season so that's that's my goal well, no doubt, bro, if you, if you stick to your guns and keep to doing your weekly planning, no doubt we'll see yeah, you uh, back in the mix at that level, my bro. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to cover um, from your career to date. But before I let you go, like with all my guests, I like to end it on two different segments. The first being, can you take us to your game day routine, please? Yes. So the boys at Patoni Rugby Club Premieres hate this because this is my game routine and they yeah so i always yeah either breakfast i'll go out and have maybe um poached eggs with spinach on toast and then maybe a coffee or smooth depends on the day then i would if i'm playing for say if i'm playing for one or two then it's a late game so i'll then go back home play on the playstation for a bit with a couple of the boys in the team play a few get a, a few dubs and then i'll try have a little nap mm-hmm. before i um before I, it gets close to the time but then we have primers so i hit the primers go a bit earlier to do a bit of a upper body sesh in the gym you know get a bit of a pump on and then we'll have our units and that done and then i'll go back play some more playstation just get so i'm just not completely focused on rugby yeah and then when it gets close to the time now i ever since being in the canes and and that i shower after our meeting we had with the coaches i have a hot shower so i feel nice and fresh mm-hmm. and the batoni boys hate it because i'm having like a little sauna and the boys are trying to get strapped in the shower or something so they're like what are you doing i said oh this is my game routine that's how i feel fresh i feel ready to go <laughs> yeah that's how i ended it get strapped up and and ready to go. So that's my game routine. Mm, picking up little tricks of the trade with yeah, the levels definitely. That <laughs> we're budgies now. I never used to wear budgies until Palmy. So we're budgie smugglers now. We've got a few different colours. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the day. Get out the maybe the cheetahs or something. <laughs> Might have to give that a go myself, my man. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but rolling into my last part, bro, 10 in the bin. So it's just 10 quick fire questions and you just answer with whatever yeah. comes to mind first. So uh, number one, who was your childhood idol? Tanuma. Nice. Good Patoni man as yeah. well. Um, yes. Champion lightweight. So who's the biggest lightweight you know? Biggest lightweight? <laughs> TJ Clark. TJ Clark for Patoni. He's the biggest lightweight. He... He goes hard, but as soon as he goes hard for an hour, boom, he's gone. Oh, See ya. True. It's a marathon, not a sprint, bro. Um, yeah, it definitely is. What's your must do on a day off? Must do hunting. Hunting or somewhere out in the bush. I, I try to do as much as I can. If not that, then golf. Right, I'm, I'm right into golf now, so play quite a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Man of many talents. Uh, <laughs> worst coach's pet? Oh, coach's pet. Hmm. Maybe maybe Team of Whanganuku. He's a bit of a coach's pet, I reckon. I reckon Peter Russell's son, I reckon. Maybe him. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. <laughs> Always with him, so got to be the pet. All right. Yeah. Question number five. Favourite cheat meal? Favourite cheat meal. Oh, so many. Mm. Pork belly. 
Love a good pork belly, I reckon. Bit of seasoning, salt and pepper on it, and crispy with a bit like a barbecue dip or something. Oh, that'll probably be me, I reckon. Me too, brother. <laughs> I don't need any fast food. Uh, cheapest teammate. Oh, Mano too. Jar from the part, Josiah Maraku, he's the cheapest person ever. I remember even with his phone bill, he's always that one guy, oh, can I hotspot? You know, can I have some data? <laughs> oh, nah. You, he plays for one or two, injury replacement uh, for Blues. Surely he's got enough money, you know. He's the one cheapest for one or two. I'm not too sure if Antonio would be the cheapest, really. It's hard to, hard to think because there's a lot of cheap people there. I don't know who the cheapest would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure with Patoni, he would be the cheapest. All goods, bro. We can stick to the one. Uh, second dream. So if you weren't a footy player, what would you love to be doing? Yeah. I would say a hunter guide. I love to be a hunter guide, take people out in the bush and go hunting. But if I could be good at it, probably basketball. If I could be good, I'm not that good at basketball myself. I only catch and shoot, but I can't dribble to save myself. But if I was good, probably basketball. Yeah, bro. Playing the NBA would be unreal. Yeah, or golf. Or golf. Golf would be mean. All right, bro. Uh, question number nine. Best piece of advice you've received? Just to work hard after doing, after trainings, after just putting those one percenters in, you know, the, the things that people don't really see in the in the background. I think that's the, the best advice someone said to me, you know, going out, going out of your way to go training and go to extra fitness or extra skills. That's probably the best advice and probably to set a planner up week by week planner that's probably another one too so yeah bro no doubt my man um but just rolling into my last question it's got to finish off the sentence for me saturdays are for the boys (laughs) you already know (laughs) even the missus and then we go home Oh, bro, I don't know how many boys that hit in the fields right then and there, my man. But uh, to be honest, there's only ever going to be one answer to that question. Anyone but... else said anything else? Anyone oh, else yeah. Not said the boys? Yeah, there have been some interesting ones, bro. Like some guys have gone with saying, yeah, Saturdays are for family or Saturdays are for rugby. So, yeah. I mean, I, I leave it up to them, bro. But yeah, yeah, in my eyes, there's only one answer. Yeah. Other but... than the boys, I'll be in the bush. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's where I'll be. I'll be out hunting. I know I'm going this weekend. So. <laughs> Can't wait. Nice. But the boys are in the bush. So I guess that brings this podcast to a close, my man. Um, I just wanted to reiterate how thankful I am to have taken up some of your time on a Monday night, my bro. Uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Go well and all the best if I don't catch you around the Hart Valley sometime soon. No, thank you. Thank you so much to be on here and, you know, say what I've been through. So it's, yeah, always special to, to come on things like this and absolutely grateful to be on here and chat back with you. I can't remember the last time I've seen you. probably would have been about a couple of years ago playing you. So, no, nah, it's, it's, it's truly special and humbling to be on here. So thank you. And, yeah, wish you all the best with this podcast. I know it's going well. So, yeah. Too much, Logs. Grateful as. Catch you up.